Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to this episode number 254 of the WP Builds Podcast, entitled Automatic Content Creation with Bertha.ai. It was published on Thursday, the 11th of November, 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I'll be joined by my guests in just a few moments. But as always, a tiny bit of housekeeping before we begin. If you are in the market this year for some Black Friday deals, well, we know that they're all around the corner. Very soon we will be deluged by emails, and perhaps you are already. But if on the WordPress side of things you want to take a break from all that and just have one place where you can go and look and search and filter. We've got loads of deals on our Black Friday page. It's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. I'll say that once more, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. And as I say, it's a searchable, filterable list of the deals which we have found thus far. If you're a product owner and you'd like your deal to be on there, there is a add your deal button on that page. So go ahead, fill that in. It's completely free and we'll endeavor to get that on the page for you. So once more, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Okay, on the podcast today, we have Andrew Palmer and Vito Peleg. They've got a new plugin for WordPress called Bertha.ai. What does it do? Well, it helps you to write. It's using AI, or in this case, to be more specific, GPT-3, to assist you with your writing process. So the idea here really is that if you're stuck and you're short of ideas and you would like some help with that, rather than turning to a colleague or a trusted friend or indeed just staring at a blank screen, you give Bertha some information about what it is that you want to write about and it gives you more text back in return. It's really clever. I must admit that I am constantly amazed by what AI can achieve and as we go through the podcast today you'll be able to get a hint of some of that. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello there, welcome once again to the WP Builds podcast. We've got an interview for you today, two gentlemen that I'm sure you've heard of before. We have, in no particular order, we have Andrew Peleg and Vito Palmer. Welcome, guys. <laughs> How are you? Uh, how yeah. are you? No, I'll, how funny are you? <laughs> yeah, a poor attempt at humour. It is, of course, Vito Peleg and Andrew Palmer. Um, they're joining us today on the podcast to talk about a brand new topic. But uh, Andrew, first of all, how are you doing, mate? I'm doing okay. I'm doing. I've just come back from Spain from a golf trip, and uh, I'm recovering from that. But I also think I might have COVID. But you know, I've got a test again. I've been clear the last three days, including yesterday. But I'm just not. If I'm not answering questions too quickly, I'm just not very well. I did say Apart to Andrew. From that, everything's good. Yeah, I did say to Andrew before we recorded. Should we do this another day? But he was keen to soldier on. But uh, let's hope you get through to the end. And Vito, how are you doing? I'm good. Andrew brought me as reinforcement if he can't, uh, if he's lagging with his answers. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason that we've got you on the podcast today is because of a new WordPress plugin that you've got, that you guys have got out. Uh, first of all, I would recommend that if you don't know what we're talking about, that you pause the podcast and go to the Bertha.ai website. It's spelt as you would imagine, B-E-R-T-H-A dot 
AI. I didn't even know that .ai was a uh, as a domain name, but there you I go. Think, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm, I, I don't care who answers the questions. You know, if, if both of you want to interrupt and have a bit of a bun fight, that's completely fine by me. So I'm just going to ask them and hope that one of you decides I'll take that one. Uh, and the first one is, what on earth is it? What is Bertha AI? What's it all about? Oh, Vito can answer that. Okay, so Bertha is a uh is a plugin that helps you generate content within your WordPress website. Uh, the idea is to systemize and uh, automate a lot of the thinking process when it comes to uh, facing a blank, uh, you know, a blank page, we, we say in the physical world, but basically a blank um, web page, uh, you know, when you need to generate some ideas for content and get the ball rolling. Uh, so Bertha uses uh, the latest AI technology to uh, give you ideas uh, based on just a, um, a couple of lines of, of uh, text that you can write in your own words describing what you're trying to do. And then it's just going to give you a bunch of ideas that you can pick from and, uh, and, and edit and, you know, just make them your own. So the, the intention really is to cut down the, the time it takes for you to think of things and make a start. It's kind of like it's a, it's a bit of a, a way of getting rid of writer's block and get you, get you on the way. Is that kind of summing it up? I'll even call it yeah. like a writer assistant. Okay. Uh, so uh, a lot of things we, uh, when, when we're writing copy, we outsource to VAs or we outsource to, um, uh, you know, to, or we just do the research ourselves and spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to approach this, what would be the right messaging, uh, as well as just the thinking process or even the unknown of what I don't know. You know, so uh, especially the idea came specifically when I saw this new AI, te AI technology and I was thinking about this with implementation into Atarim, into uh, the platform that I have that helps uh, web agencies collaborate with their clients. Uh, since uh, generating content or getting clients to give you the content is al always a pain in the ass, right? So, um, so the idea was like, let's just help them help the agency by uh, leveraging AI. And then as uh, we're starting building this, we, um, uh, it, just, it, it just became very apparent that it's not just for web agencies, everyone can get a whole bunch of uh, benefit out of a tool like that being there always. And so I reached out to Andrew and uh, we started working on it. The uh, the curious thing is you've uh, you've kind of struck up a really nice friendship over the last few years. And obviously, Vito, you just mentioned that you've got um, WP Feedback, which is now Atarim, of course. And Andrew Palmer, you've had uh, Elegant Marketplace and Page Builder Cloud. So you've both been busy in the WordPress space, but not not necessarily in anything like this particularly, content creation and certainly AI. So I'm, I'm wondering how it is that you decided to build this. What was the sort of the moment where you both looked at each other and went, mm-hmm, there might be something in well, this? Well, I, I think basically I, I was looking at other AI solutions out there and there, there's a few. There, there is one WordPress one, but it you know it uses a block and it, it, that, you know, blocked the way, if you like, for, for want of not a pun. Um, and the other ones are SaaS solutions and you have to log in and then you get problems copying and pasting and all that kind of thing. Um, and they're fairly actually fairly complex with Bertha. The way that we've trained Bertha is that, you know, through building, you know, a few th literally a few thousand websites to get, you know, as, as two individuals, we kind of know what kind of content that people want you know you want a usp you want a 
subheading, you want a section title, blurb generator, and all that kind of stuff. So what, what we've done for the normal user, let's say the business owner that really is in a fug and, and doesn't know how to create content, let's not forget that Atarim was, was, was built for um, you know, customers to be able to get the content to the, the web developer. Um, so going down the content road, with I was kind of thinking, well, yeah, this is a great idea because we're all suffering as web developers and web designers from content. Now imagine if we can get customers to use Bertha to generate the content because you can say, right, okay, what's my company about? And there's a little paragraph description that you can put in in the, in the setting up wizard. And then you can go in and say, okay, well, Bertha, think of unique value propositions for me. And then I want website headings and I want a section title generator. Or I want a blog post outline. And from those things, specifically the blog post outline is really powerful because it gives you maybe five or six subject lines which then you can put into the intro paragraph, each one individually, and then that will write paragraphs for each section, if you like, or for, 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 for your outline. And then you've got a conclusion paragraph as well. So that's, that's uh, the blog post bit sorted, but also we've got an about us creation um, system as well, and you can basically product build your homepage out on that. You know, the product descriptions, yeah. title to benefit section, service product benefit list. You know, there's there's a whole thing. Um, and also, if you don't like it, we've also got a content rephraser as well. So if you think, oh, well, I've come up with four options or 10 options or whatever it is, and I don't like those, um, maybe I'll have a look at the content rephraser as well and, and just rephrase it in a different way. And because it's AI, Every single word is unique. You know, it's not. It's you're, you're not going to suffer from plagiarism issues or anything like that. There are every every paragraph that it produces is is going to be unique because it thinks about it and then writes it. Okay. So Nathan, do you, cool. do you know how the AI works? Do you well, know how these, no, these tools I, no. I was going to come to that um, a little bit later, if that's all right. Um, we're going to ask for an explanation of how it all works and how what yeah. what is the go between? Where does it really go to to get the tech? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, just going to stick on the sort of WordPress side of things. You mentioned that obviously it can create this text. I'm curious to know where that's happening. Obviously, at the moment, we've got a whole different array of things where you can create your content. Be that a uh, Gutenberg, the block editor, or a page builder you might be using, or you might be stuck in the tiny MCE classic editor. I'm just wondering right. how you actually interact with this. How does it work? What does it work with? Are there any page builders that you have created um, links to and other ones that don't right. work and so on? So the way we kind of structured it was um, taking inspiration from Grammarly, which I'm sure you uh, you, you know of, right? Yeah, so yeah. It's it kind of like um, with Grammarly, what it does, it puts this uh, little icon on every text area that you interact with, right? Got it. And that is exactly how it works. So this way, um, it works within Gutenberg on any type of block. It works within uh, every page builder. And uh, where you need it, it's there. And that's the, um, that's uh, I, I think that's the real differentiator from uh, needing to copy paste or needing to kind of uh, log into different areas. This is happening where you're writing. And I think that's what uh, Grammarly did for uh, grammar collections compared to any, you know, anything else that you would need to copy into um, into like SaaS tools or like, a, you know, uh, cloud based applications or even uh, you, we used to do it in Word, right? You would write it and paste it back into Word in a Word document, get it uh, sorted in there. 
before Grammarly. So that's what we're doing for, uh, for AI creation. We brought it to where you work. So you, you interact with the, the Bertha icon, which floats within the text area that you're working in, be that in Gutenberg or Beaver Builder or Every Element or whatever. Area. There exactly. it is. You click on it. What, what, what happens then? So let's say, for example, I'm, in, uh, I'm just creating a blog post. I'm in my title section. So obviously in there, right. I want a very short piece of text, but then I'm going to click in a block and I'm going to create a couple of paragraphs and what have you. How do I tell Bertha, okay, this is a title, um, just give me, I don't know, 12 words or something like that. And and this is a paragraph. Make it feel, uh, I don't know, energetic. Give me some sort of sales copy. Make it make it work for me. That kind of thing. How, how do we actually interact with it? What's going on? What buttons do we click and so on? So as soon as you click inside this text area and you have the little Bertha icon or her face, you just tap her face and the slide in comes in from the side, kind of like a floating sidebar uh, that have loads of... Um, uh, um, we call them like templates, yep. right? And they're not really templates in the form of that they are using uh, um, the same type of content, but they are structured to to churn out uh, a certain type of um, of uh, um, uh, uh, of structure to the content. Uh, and so uh, then you can decide out of those uh, 20 plus uh, options in there, which one fits what you're trying to write. And, and it's just gonna give you uh, four ideas for every type of thing. Now, the, the idea of what you feed into it, that happens even early on. So that's another uh, cool thing that we did that, that doesn't happen on the market. Uh, usually you need to input the data every time. You need to input the description every time that you wanna write something. Uh, but uh, because we're on the website itself, we just created uh, this kind of like general settings or global settings area that you go through a wizard in the beginning that asks you like uh, four simple questions like the name of the brand, mm -hmm. uh, give us like a, um, three lines of description of what you do, um, what is the sentiment like you're saying, what is the tone of voice, and even the tone of voice that could be something like uh, like you're saying it could be like innovative or or salesy if you will, or it can even be like uh, you know in the voice of Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Or Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Frank Sinatra is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crooning. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that uh, so once you got that thing in, all you got to do is just choose the template for the type of content that you want to do, and it's just going to give you ideas. As soon as you get the ideas in, you click each uh, any of them, and it's going to write it into the area where you started from. So it you will you it, it's kind of a, a, a like a cool uh, a, um, interface that. You, you feel like Bertha is writing into the text area because you see it happening in real time and you hear the clicking, uh, you know, the keyboard clicking in the background a little mm -hmm. bit. Uh, so, um, yeah, you're, you're literally allowing the AI to write into where you want. And then from there, you can edit this so you can add more stuff from other ideas and play around. Do you get at that point? So let's say I'm creating my title. That's probably the easiest thing to, for us to parse at the minute. If I'm creating a title and I want it to be, let's say, a, a sales magnet type of thing you tell it okay i want this to be promotional salesy do you provide me with a range of different options so in other words will it say here's five pick the one that you like best yeah. and and go with that one and edit it as you please yeah and the really really neat thing about that is it's not just the five titles or the four titles but you can also generate new ideas as well and say you saw a, a great title and you, you've continued to generate new ideas 
and you you think oh actually i could use that one you can go back into your history tab and hit the drop down of of where you were generating that content and it will produce the history um so recent history and, and long-term history so even though you've generated uh, a few thousand characters or a few thousand uh, words you can still go back into the history and it, it sits it all sits within your web page and you can reuse and or repurpose that as well so it doesn't doesn't just have to be uh in that particular blog post or that particular page you can go back and say well you know i kind of wrote something similar let's see what what was going on in the history tab yeah that's interesting uh, that's so quite the, useful yeah that the cost burden of this is on the the moment the actual text is created and from that moment there's no cost to you um, of creating more if you're just looking through stuff you've already done. So you provide that in the history area. Exactly. And you just use yeah. that over and over again. Yeah, that's nice to know. I'm just going to read through the list. If you go to bertha.ai and scroll down, I don't know, roughly halfway, you're going to get a list of um, the kinds of things that it can produce. There's a, there's four or five of these that are um, marked as premium, and there's a couple of them which are marked as coming soon. But just to give you a flavor of the different types of content you can create, we've got options for unique value proposition, website subheading, section title generator, blurb generator, blog post topic ideas, blog post outline, blog post intro paragraphs, interesting, blog post conclusion paragraph, hmm. full-on blog post writer, button call to action, service product benefit list, I am going to keep going, title to benefit sections, <laughs> content rephraser, product service description, I'm nearly there, full-on about us page, personal bio or about me, explain it to a child, that's interesting. Persuasive bullet points, SEO tag title, sorry, SEO title tag and SEO description tag. What a long laundry list. So really, you've covered all the bases. couple of them coming soon, but all of them there and a few of them marked as premium. But uh, well, yeah, that's a, a few, lot. There's a few more coming. There's like a, a workflow coming as well. So, you know, while we're developing this, we're getting lots of feedback from the people that have downloaded the free version, which you get a thousand words to a thousand words a month i mean you don't it's not just a, a trial it's a total free version so um you know lots of people are suggesting things and we'll be building those some of them in and, and maybe not building others in you know but effectively it is designed for website builders or website people who are either using a website or they've built a website and uh yep. That's that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Okay. So and that's really the way that that we structured this from the beginning because the way that we decided on the template is literally going to the different pages of a standard website yep. and looking at the different elements that you would find on every modern website and said, all right, um, on the on a, on the homepage, on the top area, uh, on the hero section, right? You would need to have this unique selling proposition, this one liner that uh, differentiates and describes what you do. And so let's start with that. Then below that, you usually have a little tagline, a little yep. uh, sentence that uh, expands on that uh, unique USP, the unique selling proposition. So that's why there is this thing. Then you have those three icons, right, that you usually have that describe benefits or services. So you have a model for this and so on and so on. So basically, if you just go through the list and just click each one of the templates as you're building the page, you're going to find that the order kind of matches the workflow that you already have when you're building the, the web page. Yeah, got it. That makes perfect sense. I am curious. Obviously, you've done it because you're into websites and WordPress and all that. So it's a WordPress plugin and it will try to assist you through the typical things that you need to create for a typical website. 
I am, succeed. I, I'm all, yeah, yes. I am <laughs> also curious, though, as to whether or not there's something in the future for this where it might be something, let's say, like a, uh, a browser extension, like a Chrome extension or something like that, where there are a handful of people who they create their content in, let's say, Google Docs, and that's their that's their preferred way of doing it. Do you have any plans like that? Does it work because of the nature of the the fact that it's a bit like Grammarly and we know that that's an extension in a browser? Are there any plans for that or it, or does it even work like that now? Uh, th there are plans to do a browser extension in the future. I think that uh, because Andrew and I came from the WordPress space, uh, this was such a natural place to start. Uh, but as you know us, uh, Nathan, you know, for both of uh, from uh, from the other products that we've created, um, when we're starting, we're just starting, you know. So there's a lot more things that are coming, a lot of ideas, and even more than that, uh, a lot of uh, user feedback, and we're uh, and, and discussions that are happening inside our Facebook group, uh, that uh, in the designated Facebook group for Bertha, uh, that um, that we take into account, br bring up on our meetings, and structure the roadmap. So um, we st we start here, but the, really the sky's the limit. Um, and I always think that WordPress is a good place to to get um, uh, to get your hands dirty, if you will, because first of all, you're already covering uh, 50 plus percent of the market, right, with one go. Uh, so that's a great place to get started. Then, uh, and then you know, keep expanding to whatever, uh, wherever the needs, um, um, you know, come. With the with the, I know that we'll get onto pricing in a, in a minute and how all of that works. But is it possible for me? Let's say I'm an agency owner and I've got uh, 50 website clients, and they are all saying, "Well, we'd like a tool like this built into our website." Is something like that built into the product? Is it possible for me to install this on client websites so that I can assist them via my account, or do they have to sign up uh, themselves? Yeah. We actually encourage that there is a plan that is designated for this with unlimited websites uh, at the moment as we're uh, as we're rolling this out uh, that allows you to install this on as many websites as you like and we've already had a few agencies that uh, what they did is they made this an add-on to their care plan uh, so uh, you want the ai assistant no problem that's 20 bucks more right or something like that and then um, um and you know you can make a whole bunch of profit out of this compared to the unlimited uh, package if you have a lot of clients that uh, that require this uh, service or they want to interact with their own website they have like shops with a lot of products uh, uh, lms that needs descriptions for the for the courses or for the lessons um, you know people that write blog posts for themselves so there's a whole lot of um, use cases that happen within uh, the WordPress space that agencies serve, and you can definitely do that through the uh, unlimited plan. Yeah, you just have like as many websites as you want. Yeah, that's really interesting. Okay, let's get into the um, let's get into the tech then. So, first question is around what's actually being used to create this. We had a f tiny chat around this just before we click record, but tell us what software is being used to to do the magic when you when you click the button and it produces text as if by magic. Andrew, do you want to take this? I'll take this. Yeah, well, it's it's GPT three, um, and it's the highest level of AI that you can get uh, currently. And they're talking about GPT four as well. And obviously, when that happens, we'll upgrade. But the 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 basis of it is is that GPT three was um, 
an idea by I think it's a Romanian guy I can't remember actually but you know financed by Elon Musk as well in the initial stages and they they effectively scanned 10% of the web up to 2019 so to 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 kind of educate itself around what's been written why it's been written etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's billions of web pages um since the beginning of internet time uh, and what that does is the we know with artificial intelligence is really really powerful but it's only as powerful as the instructions to it so these guys have spent gazillions of dollars um making uh this system work so we just plug into it with an api we have um certain we, there are certain restrictions actually we we are restricted on long form currently we're on the wait list for long form um which is you know thousands of words per per um uh, request but the, the the basic of it basis of it is is that we can literally even add facebook posting and twitter posting and um you know if we want to go down the line of making images with it with ai you know that is all possible with bertha as well so we're you know we're looking at all sorts of opportunities with that but effectively it's a it's an open system that people can connect to and we're lucky enough to have, have been accepted on it um, because they they do it by business case as well okay. but it's, it's effectively it's billions of words that have been scanned uh, over time up to 2019 and, and from that um, the API has, or sorry, the the uh, GPT three has educated itself to speak in real words. The 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 thing about GPT three is, I'm guessing that there was a GPT two, and you mentioned a GPT four. Yeah. Does the GPT three a bit like WordPress five point something? It, it sort of goes over a period of time. It goes to five point six, five point seven, and suddenly it's six one day. Does GPT three evolve over time, or is it fixed in in what it can do? And then when four comes out, that'll be fixed, or or is it sort of slowly um, improving itself? So the like, slow, um, yeah, it's definitely definitely improving itself. Go on, Vita. So the way that the AI um, um, technology evolved over the past decade is really interesting because um, it started with um, with really smaller sm smaller pools of information uh, um, that couldn't really execute on the same level as uh, as where the technology arrived just this past year, and it's it's really been a huge leap forward over the past year in terms of using these. Uh, AI writing um, uh, tools uh, or generators, and that's that's why we see uh, some of these come, some of these, you know, all of a sudden become a thing, because the technology has caught up with the idea or with the concept. And just to give you kind of a frame of uh, mind of what GPT three is compared to to others that are uh, that are out there. Um, GPT-2, for example, or some of the, there's some open source tools that are out there that Microsoft has their own thing. Google are working on their own thing. So let's say that um, uh, Google's and Microsoft ones uh, are trained on uh, a number of words that is equivalent to the size of a coin, right? Mm -hmm. uh, GPT-3 is equivalent to the size of, uh, of an airplane uh, compared to this. So the, the, the knowledge that was acquired into uh, into this one model is just mind-boggling. There's even uh, like um, a research that was that was made in this. Like, let's say that with the current internet speed that we have, even the top internet speed that we have, it would take more than 100 years to download 
this model, the GPT-3, uh, if you would want to host it yourself, let's say. So like the, the magnitude of the knowledge that is accumulated into this one, uh, one element is huge. And it's a, it's a massive, massive leap forward compared to anything else. And the cool thing about technology, and we see that in, in other elements as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to speculate about, uh, about the future, but looking at the past, what we've seen is that uh, every time that there is um, a jump forward in a, or a new version, it doesn't grow by like 10% more or 20% more. It, it, it grows by, by, by Xs, you know, like 10X more, 20X more compared to the previous versions. So um, in the upcoming few years, we're going to see this becoming, you know, more proficient at speaking than uh, myself learning English and, you know, uh, not as a native language. Uh, so, um, uh, so really, the the sky is 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 the limit with these tools uh, and where this can go to. But even now, there are so many creative ways of utilizing this technology that it's uh, really amazing. The the thing that I'm really curious about, and I really don't understand AI to be honest. You know, not technically. I mean, I get anecdotally what it can do, but I'm just fascinated by the fact that this software obviously went around the internet and scraped all the text and and then it did its AI magic. But the, the sort of the secret bit that I don't understand is how you can tell it to write you text about a particular subject and it's then right. got the intelligence to do that without a great deal of information from you. So you provide it with a tiny bit and it yes. gives you back an absolute boatload in a matter of seconds. And that's the bit that I just don't understand. How, how has this been created? How has this knowledge been put into it? Because it's not like a human put the knowledge in. It acquired the knowledge all on its own. Right. Well, so, you give it you give it prompts basically. You you say to the AI, we want you to write something around this, um, and those those are the prompts. You know, for instance, the um, unique sales proposition, the the prompt basically sells provide a unique sales proposition around the text supplied here. Right. So, and that's what it does because it knows what a USP is or a, a unique sales proposition. Um, and it will come up with something that is relevant to the prompt. And, and really, that, that's this, basically this is where the This is where it becomes a bit of an art, even, I would say, because I, I was the one in charge of writing those uh, those prompts and experimenting with these and, tr and making sure that uh, they execute on exactly what you want them to do. And it really is a, a, a bit of, a, there's, a, there's a bit of art to it because you have to know what you want from it exactly. And I think that uh, that coming from you know building uh, uh, a thousand websites and and working with uh, thousands of agencies over the past few years and you know just dealing with website copy for so many years um, allowed me when I was approaching this to write to to ask the AI in the in the right way so it will provide me with the correct answer, if you will. Um, now the cool thing in terms of how it generates the the, the items back is that and th there's a lot of confusion there when it comes to uh, you know because people say that it scraped the internet so that you feel like it's just gonna give you uh, blocks of text that it found somewhere else right mm -hmm. uh, but really it it operates more like a human brain that is the difference between um, you know uh, traditional uh, coding and AI. Uh, because traditional coding is just going to search for the if and then and just going to give you what it can find that, that qualifies under these 
these uh, rules, right? Uh, but with AI, it strings um, s characters together like we do. So when I speak and when I describe this to you, uh, even though I might have said these words before in some way, it was never exactly the same uh, because I string thoughts together that come out of as as characters out of my mouth in, to form words, to form sentences, and to form ideas. So it's it's not giving you full sentences. It's string one word or, or even uh, uh, parts of words together uh, to create the answer or to create that idea. And it rethinks itself every time that it goes to the next step, very much like a human mind would. Yeah, it, it's curious. It's... it's um. In, in philosophical terms, it borders, it, it stray, strays into the what's the so-called hard problem of consciousness. The idea that, right. you know, it, it is clearly making things up that have never been written before based upon things that have been written before. And it's just ingenious. And, right. uh, and on some level, sort of slightly scary. We'll come to the scary bit in a minute. But for now, <laughs> does it only work in, in English or can you, a uh, variety of languages you could select for? So uh, it, it already works with um, 20 plus languages, right, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, that 27. tested yeah. for, 27. Yeah, yeah, we need and, to test uh, it on Russian. <laughs> right, we need to test it on Russian as well. Um, mo but most like, you know, uh, Latin-based languages, it will work out of the box. And uh, all that people need to do is just write the description, the business description and the sentiment in their native language. And that will signal to the AI, all right, now I'm speaking French. Oh, okay, yeah. Now I'm speaking German, and it will give you the results in that uh, in that language. Okay. Uh, even more than that, it it was trained on every coding language in the world. So regardless to Bertha, just the concept of AI because it's just really intriguing. Uh, um, it was trained on on every language in the world. So every um, uh, coding language. So um, not only in theory, but there are already some tools out there that give you the ability to to write down. Uh, build, um, a, a, give me a React JS code that will execute this, hmm. right? Hmm. And then it will give you the structure of that React code uh, because it knows how to write that in the same way that a developer learns how to write that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it really is truly mind-boggling. We we could totally go off on a tangent here and spend the next four hours <laughs> discussing the the you know how this all works and what have you. But uh, sadly, time is not allowing us to do that. Um, do you recommend rereading what you, what Bertha creates? Let's say, for example, I've created two or three paragraphs, and typically, I've been very happy with what it's created. Is it always a good idea to check this stuff through? You know, have you noticed like some clangers dropping in there, some weird vocabulary that you think actually, you know what, I'll change that word out? Is it is it good practice to check it basically? Yes, definitely. But sometimes you 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 will notice that it creates another name for your business or something but that's because it's um trying to say you know xyz blog is this so yeah it's always best to check your content you would you know bertha is a writing assistant bertha's not going to do everything for you uh, and when you you know even when you go out to a copywriter or, or a va to say okay write this product description there will be issues with errors or a bit of grammar or something like that but grammar is is not the right one but certainly not you won't get spelling mistakes uh and you won't get grammatical errors but you may see some context issues around there but only you as a human being can can read it as a human being so yeah it's always best to check your copy just as if in fact you were 
writing um, a blog post or a, uh, a Facebook ad yourself, and you know this, Nathan, as well as anybody, that sometimes there's a typo there, isn't there? Or a, a bit of context <laughs> missing. Um, you know? um, so yeah, always check your text. I mean, even if you're writing it yourself, you've, you've got to reread it. I've, I've written hundreds, thousands of blog posts these days, and uh, yeah, I wish I could uh, say that, I, that they were error-free, but they weren't. So yeah, always check it. The I was going to ask a question about, you know, d does it get in the way and can you switch it off getting in the way? But it sounds like the implementation you've got, the sort of Grammarly-esque thing, means that unless you invoke it, it's not going to be getting in your way. So you can basically exactly. switch switch the plugin on, leave it on, and it'll only get in your way when you choose for it to get in the way. So that, that deals with exactly. that one. You mentioned, I can't remember if it was Andrew or Vito, but one of you mentioned that in the future, or maybe even now, it's possible to do alternative things. And I, I was thinking about things like, would it be something that's possible now or in the future to say to uh, Bertha, I would like a picture of a red flower on the grass being, I don't know, with a dog in the background, a totally random picture that would be. But can it? Is is there a future in which that's possible? It could create things like images. It could create voice text so you know in, a, in a, it could literally create a podcast episode for you based upon what you initially told it to do is that the kind of 100%. future we're looking at uh 100 i would even take this even further and say build me a business website for uh for um uh, you know a dog groomer and you have it um it's definitely going there it's not there yet but you can see all the implementations of uh, ai uh, using the same the same um, uh, engines uh, to generate images, and you can you, when you look at the image, you can see you know like you can say like give me an create an image of a chair that has a purple background or that is fluffy right or something like that really in your own words, and it will try to create something that is similar to that, uh, it it will look like it it won't it's not it's gonna look more of a cartoon at this stage or more like a watercolor type of painting, if you will. Uh, it's not gonna look like hyper-realistic or anything, uh, but, um, but it, it's definitely rivaling the, uh, you know, the, the um, uh, impressionists, uh, you know, paintings of, of back in the day. Uh, so that's where it is right now, but I'm sure that in a few years time, it's gonna give us like hyper-realism hyper uh, in images as well as um, as well as you know creating a whole bunch of stuff everything that that people are doing right now that um, that is just like legwork uh, is going to be automated and I, I think you know a lot of people are gonna go with this uh, you know the South Park meme that they took our gerbs right <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but uh but really what i think is gonna stay is the creativity because uh that is um or at least from from the future that i'm seeing right now this is still not gonna be um 100 uh, so even if you ask it to create a website um cre adding that layer of um of uh, of humanity into it is gonna be something that a human will have to do uh, or create, you know, uh, give me sketches for uh, for a 20 stories building, you know, give me blueprints for a 20 stories building. And it can create that, but it won't create a beautiful building that humans can build. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I get it. I mean, it, it's just so 
fascinating. I'm going to ask the next set of questions, and I want you to both answer them, if that's all right. So what you, sure. we'll take it in turns, because I want to get your, your take on both of it. Firstly, Andrew, uh, and I'll do the same question to Vito when Andrew's finished, is how good is this text that's created? The, the only, I, I confess that I've not really interacted with this a lot, but the, the brief things that I've interacted with, when I've learned what the input was and then what the output was, it I, I was like jaw on the floor, kind of, how the heck did we get here? You know, this is unbelievably clever. And I was just wondering what your thoughts were on, on just how good the GP, GPT-3 model that Bertha uses is. I think just straight away you can just go to bertha.ai and the homepage and all the pages and pretty much all the blog posts, which there I think there's half a dozen there, were, let's just say, 90% written by Bertha mm. from, from clues that we gave her. Um, and that's it. You know, it, literally everything on the homepage was written by Bertha. Yeah. So the output is is pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's uh and uh I've written blog posts on my own my own this is andrewparmer.com blog uh with Bertha. And I've written a few blog posts for clients as well just to show them the benefit of having Bertha. Mm. Uh the, and blew their heads off. I mean they they immediately signed up and said, "Yep, I want it." Yeah. Know? That, that's um, the... So that's that's the beauty of it. it. It really is so easy to. I was showing a web developer. I did a little Q and A with a web developer only yesterday morning, um, and his head was blown off. He just said, "My God, I, I can't." That's unbelievable because, you know, if you learn to use Bertha properly, Bertha will will. If if, if you learn to love Bertha, Bertha will love you back. That's the key, basically. Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. And Vito, same question. Just how, just how good and it, it, really what I'm trying to ask is how impressed are you by it? You know, what do you, right. what, what's your actual take on it? So it took some time for me, for, for the prompts to give us these impressive results that we're getting now. So when it comes to GPT-3, again, it's, it's like, um, you can imagine this, like, uh, like a 10 year old that knows like, you know, like a clairvoyant 10 years old, 10 year old, <laughs> he knows everything but he doesn't know how to express it unless you ask the right question and pull this information out of them. And so that is really the technique that allowed that uh, I had to play with for a couple of months uh, uh, after the initial research to just get it to a place where where it's giving us this really, like you're saying, it's jaw dropping. Um, uh, and if you want to ask how good is it, it's better than you. You know, no matter who you are me in you know? particular yeah you know, no matter yeah. who you are you know, like so like um we're using this now for everything uh within atarim as well like there is no there is no reason to think of an idea or to you know to break your head with the question of is this a good idea is this not um as opposed to looking at pre-created or or uniquely created ideas that were generated specifically for you and saying yes i like this this gave me chills you know and, and because if you think of something you have that emo emotional attachment to it that you think okay uh, you know my my, uh, uh, my beep uh, smells of roses right uh, but uh, when when you write when you read someone else's content when you read someone else's uh, a, a text then you are a lot more critical uh, about it and so when you're just as an exercise re uh, giving giving Bertha the ability to create a unique selling proposition for the business that you already have 
for your podcast, Nathan. Mm. Let's do one for your podcast right now, and you're gonna it's gonna blow your mind in a second. So uh, as you guys are going to the next question, I'm going to open this up. In the oh, okay. That's a, that's an one. interesting experiment. Okay. So the, uh, yeah. the next question then, whilst Vito taps away and um, endeavors to get something which we'll all listen to in a minute, I will ask Andrew the following question. And it, it, we're kind of straying into the sort of the philosophy of this and the dystopian vision that might be something in the future. I'm just kind of concerned that maybe if everybody starts doing this we've already got an internet which is far too there's too much out there already for us to consume you know there's endless amounts of things that we don't have time for already and the concern that i have is that with all of this technology around the corner we'll have people in a matter of seconds creating 10,000 word articles publishing them without the the desire to go back and edit them and, and actually make them meaningful literally just getting the AI to create the content as an SEO grab basically okay my website has 500,000 10,000 word articles and the concern would be that who's going to read this stuff and are we creating a mess for ourselves and just over polluting what's already an over polluted internet well the short answer is yes that could be possible but the you know there's other ai um text generators out there and a lot of people are writing books with them they're writing um ebooks which you can you can do with bertha as well depending on your word count limit um and they are it just see does seem that there's a lot of people out there writing these ten thousand word blog posts for no apparent reason other than to write 10,000 word blog posts and hope that Google and others pick it up. Um, but if you use these tools sensibly, and I put those in inverted commas, you're always going to get the bad apples, aren't you? You're always going to get the people saying, right, okay, I've got this and I'm paying a couple of hundred bucks a month for it. I'm going to write as much as I possibly can around this subject and hopefully get, you know, good positions in the search engines. Um, the reason for Bertha existing actually is to help. We, Vito and I have got the same philosophy with, with website builds and websites in general, is getting content into your website. It's, it's the, the most important thing. It helps developers develop faster, make more money um, because they can develop more websites uh, in less time. Uh, Bertha is similar to that, but it also helps the website owner when they're stuck and let's face it, copywriting can be expensive mm. and it can also be um, cheap. You know, if you go to Fiverr or something, you can get someone to write a page of content for, you know, 10 bucks or 20 bucks. But I, I happen to use a, a really good guy, Randy, who is always $300 for an article. And, and that's the right price, you know, because he does his research, he gets it on there, gets all the images there. But if you're using Bertha to... Um, write a new blog post about a new product or a new service or your your business or anything that you're interested in, uh, it's a quick way to get great content um, with that with little effort, basically. Mm. And that, that's the key. We're not I'm not really worried about the dystopian aspect of it. I think that we've we've all had to learn. You know, I've got a, a vehicle that drives itself. You know, I'm lucky enough to have a, a, an electric vehicle and in the UK that's quite appropriate at the moment because we've got no fuel. But <laughs> You know, I turn on autopilot and, and I don't have to worry about crashing into the car in front, generally. Um, so AI and um, computerized technology, people were worried about the mobile phone, weren't they, when it came out? And worried about, um, 
you know, Nest and, and all these, uh, and Alexa, always concerned about those kind of things. And I think you have to keep an eye on the real world and say, you know, what do I actually need this for? And I'm going to use it properly. And that, and, and our terms and conditions actually say that, you know, use it properly. There's a fair use um, disclaimer in there. And we, we just want people to use it in a fair and proper way. Yeah, I guess like any technology, there's going to be people who abuse it. And um, let's hope that uh, those people who are not abusing it rise to the top. I, I am interested. Well, I'm ready. Yeah, actually. Oh, you're ready. <laughs> yeah. I've been. Re- it took. I was ready in like a few sentences after Andrew started. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, go on, Andrew. Tell- uh, go on, Nathan. No, no, no. I think it's over to you, Vito. So tell us first of all, what did you tell us? What you actually put put in and under what right. conditions and so on, and then then give us it. Let's hear it. <laughs> so there's some cool stuff here. Uh, so I I wrote uh, the brand name WP Builds company description. I just took the first uh, description that you have on your website. Uh, WordPress podcast packed full of things you, that you either don't want to know or are clever enough to work out that we just made up, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, ideal customer, WordPress agencies and freelancers. I think that's your target audience. Yep. And uh, tone of voice, uh, smart. Or I, I should have said like clever or something like that because that's your kind of like uh, sentiment, uh, I would say. Okay. Um, and then it gave me all kinds of uh, variations, right? So it starts from... from um, like um, basic ones, like we are the fastest growing WordPress podcast or the premier WordPress podcast and community, uh, the best way to learn WordPress. And then it went into some really interesting stuff, uh, like uh, the uh, the only WordPress podcast that takes over a week to produce. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> genius. <laughs> it's about right as well. <laughs> Uh, what else we have here? Uh, the best WP podcast. And it knew to say WP. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, WP. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, WordPress podcast packed full of things that you either yeah, don't want or clever enough. So it took like something that you already wrote from there. Uh, the podcast for developers who don't know they need a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's one says that it's, it's, it's just better. That's it. That's what it is. It's just better. Uh, the great. Oh, this one is. I think you'd like this one. Uh, the greatest and least respected podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What's really fascinating is it's totally taken in. Obviously, you know, I've got that self-deprecating thing on the front page. You know, I can't remember what the word is. Yeah, it, it, you, you either either you already know that it's rubbish or it's no good. Something along those lines. But you, it's figured that out and it's made that a part of it. And I, I don't know if humour is an element of its capabilities, 100%. but it, it, but it's 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 given us back things which we're chuckling about, which is actually yeah. exactly what I would want. Right. So and well, that's, why, the why you... that, that's the response that's the response that you would want. And you see now you see what I mean when you write something yourself. So. You're kind of like you might, you know, chuckle to yourself, but you, you kind of feel that it's good because you did it. Yeah. But you don't know if it's good because you never read it as a third party. Yeah. Uh, but when you're seeing it written down and you just need to choose out of this, maybe world's first uh, 
podcast about WordPress is is the sentiment that you want to use, which is one of the options here. But maybe the the funnier ones is what you want to write. You know, the podcast for developers who don't know they need a podcast. That's yeah, it, it, for me, it's more that I've just you know it's it's given me things which I actually think are quite funny. And obviously, I could just push those to one side. No, I, I don't want this to be funny. I, I want to step away from it being funny. I want it to be deadly serious. And it's given you those as well. It's yeah. really and fascinating. And that's just based on the input. There. Yeah, because which was very minimal. You hardly gave it yeah. anything there. Andrew, it felt like you wanted to... Well, in. no, I'm just saying, Nathan, you know, sign up and get the free version. I'll add 5,000 words to you, so you, you won't be limited to 1,000. You can have a good old play with it. Oh, right? this is so, going to be so, fun. I'm gonna, this is going to be so much... Have, just sign up, I'll know you've signed up, and then I'll just add... I'll give you some words to, to, words to play with. Oh, thank you. you. Yeah, that's great. That, honestly, is really interesting to me. I'm keen to see what the, the sort of longer-form bits will look like when they come out, and obviously you described that you're waiting for that to, to head around the future. Here's a question. Um, we were talking a minute ago about the fact that you can produce these 10,000 word articles. And at the minute, everybody like me, if I want to go and find something in authority, my first port of call is Google. And I'm just wondering, maybe you don't know the answer to this, but I'm wondering if, if Google is interested in filtering out the noise on the internet. In other words, I wonder if GPT-3 has some sort of signature in it, has some sort of some way that Google, with its amazing capabilities, can figure out, do you know what? This has clearly been written by a robot. We're going to downrank it. Or whether that's even a thing their search their search team are looking at. You know, we, we don't want AI-only content. We want content written by humans and a content that's been thought about by an AI but then tweaked into, into something better by a human. I don't know right. if any of that kind of stuff is going on in the AI scene, whether people are talking about this stuff. There are discussions around this. I would I would start by saying that from the platform itself, from uh, from uh, GPT three, there are guidelines that restrict you from going down this route. They're super ethical about the the use of it, uh, and um, and I like that. I think that this is a smart move. I think that you guys were talking about this while I was uh, playing around with the tool here, mm. uh, but. Uh, so, for example, you have to have, uh, in order for us to be approved, uh, um, if you will, uh, um, there has to be um, um, a step that a human interacts with it, right? It can't be fully automated. It w they won't allow you to be fully automated. And that is from that point of view, because they don't want you to do all kinds of, uh, uh, um, you know, like spam stuff. It has to be like a, someone some kind of a human interacting with it in, in, a, in a certain way and you have to describe exactly what and then they decide if this is good enough or you need to add another human element to it. For example, you, you choose the templates, you have a bunch of ideas and out of the ideas you choose the one that makes sense that resonates with you. So a human decision, decision make, uh, process is in the game. Um, uh, 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 from, from the point of view of Google, uh, I know that they are that they are um, you know they, they I would say maybe feel threatened by by this uh, but you know like you can you can pay for a tool that will do this as um as an assistant it's something that helps you or I remember that 15 years ago I used to go to um, Upwork and you know without 15 years ago it was the era uh, in WordPress of um, those uh, niche websites right for AdWords yeah. AdSense, yeah, yeah. Or AdSense. So you, I would go to uh, Upwork, freelance it was called at the time, and I would pay someone $20 an article to write an article that I never read, I just posted in. 
So what is the real difference between the two? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, so that's that's the way I see it. In terms of if they can recognize it, I don't see how they would because it doesn't take blocks. It doesn't. It it just strings ideas together like humans would. Yep. So there is really no way of uh, differentiating this. What they can do, and like they did now with referral uh, tags just a couple of weeks ago, I think, uh, they, they now require you to add, uh, if you have a link that is sending to some kind of an affiliate link, you have to have a tag, uh, like a ref tag, right? Attached to this mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so that Google knows to identify this as a promotional link and then decrease its... Um, its uh, um, uh, you know, uh, SEO juice, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that is something that will they will require in the future. But um, uh, I just see this as the next step, and as a, as an, uh, another way of automating something that people have already been automating or outsourcing. It's only that now you're not outsourcing this to a third world country or some kind of an intern. You're outsourcing this to a software. So what is the difference? Mm. The um. The thing which everybody wants to know, I suppose, is to be found over at bertha.ai forward slash pricing. Andrew, do you want to just talk us through the pricing model, what the tiers are and what you get for your money? Well, I, I, I like the way we've done the pricing because it's, you know, it's fair and, you know, let's face it, costs us when we generate the AI content for you. Um, the biggest thing, I think, is unlimited users on every um, pack. You know, when you're looking at other suppliers out there or other other people that are doing this kind of thing, you you can, you can pay up to fifty dollars per user. Um, you know, thirty dollars a month is for is for the the website owner. Um, single website, twenty thousand words a month. That's pretty much enough. Uh, and obviously, we we offer a fourteen day money back guarantee. Um, you know, people don't haven't asked for that yet, so we we're all good with that. Um, the multi-biz is for, say, let's say a freelance. You know, my, one of my nephews is a great SEO guy, and it's perfect for him because he can have up to three websites. He only ever does three websites uh, in a quarter to do the SEO on, so that's that's perfect for him. And then, obviously, the Pro Unlimited, uh, and I'm looking at the monthly at the moment, 99 a month. Again, unlimited users, unlimited websites, um, and half a million words a month can be generated. Uh, and obviously you get priority support on that if you need it. And uh, again, the 14 days money back guarantee. And if you go to the yearly, uh, you get two months free, basically. Yeah. That's what it that's what it works out. But I mean, you know, the key area here is the unlimited users and uh, on pro unlimited, unlimited websites. So that's great for agencies like you or, you know, you want to use it on your, your customers. But don't forget, Nathan, we have an affiliate program as well. So if you don't want to manage the Bertha um, situation on websites or customers don't want want it as an extra on your um, care plan, then obviously throw them an affiliate link and, and you'll get um, you know payment every month per customer. So it's pretty cool. Nice. So just to reiterate, bertha.ai forward slash pricing, $30 a month gets you a single website, 20,000 words a month. $70 a month gets you three websites, $60,000 a month. And then it really takes a big leap. So you're paying an extra $29, so you're up to $99. And you go from 60,000 words to 500,000 words. So um, 
that's a really really interesting set of pricing um seventy dollars ninety nine dollars if you just 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 going over your sixty thousand word limit get the ninety nine dollar one because that seems to yeah, be yeah and really it's not per value. website it's per it's for the you know it's for the it's that, that half a million words per month across over the account. all the websites yeah. that you've got on yeah. it across yeah. the account. Yeah. yeah, that is a boatload of words when you actually think Isn't about it. Though? it. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. The um, the question is from Mayan. And of course, Mayan. there's the free plan. So if people want to play around and check this out, uh, just come on in, ch- uh, download it for free. Okay. And you get a thousand words every single month. Okay, that's great. I've um, I've done all my questions. I don't know if I've missed anything out, but that was everything I wanted to ask. Just um, maybe go to Andrew first and then to Vito. Tell us if people want to reach out to you about this project in particular, what's the best way to do that? Oh, well, you can go to the Bertha AI Facebook group. So search that. Um, it's got a page as well. And Bertha AI um, underscore is on Twitter. Or you can get me on at Arnie Palmer on Twitter. Good, good. And Vito. Yeah, same thing. Go to come and join our community on Facebook. Um, come, you know, people are sharing ideas, uh, questions, what they want to see from the product. Especially as uh, we're rolling this out, uh, uh, customer feedback makes a huge difference. So if you want to influence the tool, now is the best time to do that uh, in the Facebook group, and as well, uh, you can find me at on Twitter on Vito Peleg. Thank you very much. And in the mic drop moment of the entire podcast series that I've ever produced, I'm going to tell you that none of this ever happened. We are all AI. (laughs) And on that bombshell, I'll say bye-bye, Andrew Palmer, and bye-bye, Vito Peleg. Bye. Thanks, Nathan. See you soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Very nice chatting to Andrew and Vito all about Bertha AI and how the artificial intelligence can help you in your writing process right inside of WordPress. If you've got any comments about it, please leave them on the post on the wpbuilds.com website. You're looking for episode number 254. Alternatively, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook if you'd like to join our Facebook group. And as always, we'll post a thread on there as well. Okay, just one more reminder, if you're into the Black Friday thing, wpbuilds.com forward slash black, a searchable, filterable list of loads and loads of deals. Check that out. You might be able to make use of it. And I will see you next week. Perhaps I'll see you on Monday for the This Week in WordPress show. You never know. If not, we'll be back in a week's time. I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say bye-bye for now. Mm-hmm.